Welcome to Connection Privé. I'm Clémence de Crécy, CEO of PR agency Clementine Communication. This podcast is all about networking and the power of human connection. Over the weeks, I've interviewed many guests and all of them shared a few tips on the best way of networking and the power of human connection in their life. Some really good advice have been shared. Today, I'm welcoming another beautiful guest, Tonya Buxton. She's a presenter, an historian, a writer, an anti-aging expert, gourmet cook and nutritionist, which she balances with being a mother of four children. Oh yes, straight talking. Tonya has always been a trailblazing cook with a no compromise attitude when it comes to good food and good nutrition. Today, Tonya is regularly seen on GMB, Saturday Kitchen, Lauren and Sunday Branch and many more where she contributes. Delighted to have you on board, Tonya. How are you? My pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Love speaking to you. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> been a little while. So thanks ever so much. I mean, I do look at your social media very much, oh, I would say on a daily basis. So I feel like I've seen you literally <laughs> yesterday. Uh, but how have you been? How have you coped over the past few weeks and months? Well, as I said, I have a big tribe. So I'm, I'm uh-huh. not so bad because I have... For children and two boyfriends who are also living with us, you know, we are a big tribe and, it, and I think that's kept some form of normalcy. So I, I, my heart goes out to people who are on their own. I yeah. mean, that, that would be hard. So, and I'm such a sociable being that, that I would have found that very hard. So we've been okay during these very extraordinary times. It's, it's surreal when you look back. I mean, three, it's nearly three months. I guess you went quite fast, but um, I think it's time. I'm hoping you share my vision. It's time to move on. Absolutely. <laughs> the world has to move on. We can't continue in this way. And especially, you know, for our little ones, I think they need to, uh, you know, the younger ones, um, the older ones are not so bad, but the young ones need to get back into living. I really oh. think that's important for them. I, I could not agree more. Um, how does it work for your kids? Are they back at school, university for some? Well, it was a, it was just a nightmare for Sophia. She lost her last final year. She was doing exams from here remotely. It was it was. I mean, it's very sad for people whose final year it was because, mm. you know, all the joys of three years of studying hard, you didn't get the kind of fun things at the end so mm. and the boys are not at school yet they I'm supposed to be homeschooling but I you know I'm just not I'm just not how bad can it be I mean honestly how bad can they get I mean they'll catch up and it's not worth the fights that's what I feel like it's just not worth the the emotional angst that we're all going through so I mean I get them to do a little bit but really very minimal I, I couldn't sit there hours on end doing homeschooling no way no uh, way I mean I guess with you Peter I mean you are you are such a hands-on mom in terms of at home I can tell you're cooking yeah. so well obviously being yeah. a chef I'm sure they're all amazing cooks so they have they've knowledge that cooking. lots of people don't have exactly and they've all been cooking from the youngest to the oldest everyone's been cooking so that's oh, been nice. nice that's been really good yeah that's been lovely too exactly so for you you're a true example of what human connection is like you know and it's yes. funny because um, I thought of you straight away when I set up this podcast so you know who who would reflect the true meaning of human connection and we met years ago and we've never yeah. lost touch we no. we sort of try to work with each other on various projects you've always been super kind with with myself and my PR agency Clementine um, and I'm hoping you know this is the relationship which has always evolved and and that is what this podcast is all about is to share experience on networking so some people don't like when I use the word networking so I'm sure there's a better word for I know, you know. I, I, I'm 
I'm with you that I don't really like the word networking, but I can't think of another word for yeah. it. But, it, it. But it's exactly as you said, it's like it's, it's human contact. You know, you if when you meet people, you either click and feel, oh, this is someone yes. that I feel is like minded, is like me. And we can maybe do something or if for nothing else, we can be friends. You know, it's that feeling. And yeah. for me, that's really, really important because I'm, I'm so instinctive and so kind of. Yes. If it doesn't matter if, if everyone if someone ticks all the boxes for work and yet something in me doesn't click with them, I would I struggle to work with them. It's not always the greatest attribute, but I need the human contact and I, I need to feel some kind of emotional fusion to be able to work with someone. It's really important to me. Absolutely. So how do you network yourself? Well, I because I, I've originally started doing it, and I honestly I used to arrive places with a stomachache because I would arrive, arrive alone. I would be my manager would say to me, "Look, why don't you go here and network a bit? This is an event," and so I would end up going to these events and networking and trying to meet people. And I found it very, very difficult till yeah. something in me clicked that said, "You know." If you're finding it difficult, whoever else is here is finding it difficult too. Exactly. And just try and en enjoy it and just try and see it from the other person's point of view. Don't be so, too self-obsessive about, you know, what you're feeling, what you're seeing. And, um, and so I've been lucky enough because of what I do and because I'm kind of in the public eye to a certain extent, I do get invited to quite a few things and I get to meet people and I get to decide whether they're the right people for me to continue um, a relationship with or a conversation with. So yes. that's how it's happened for me. It's evolved very slowly, actually. And I wish I'd kind of got out of my comfort zone earlier and went to a few more things earlier. But now, you know, I go and sometimes I arrive somewhere and the whole vibe is off and I think, you know what? It's not, it might not be that the place's vibe it's off. It might be my vibe is off and I just go home. Other times I'm there till right at the end and they're kicking me out. <laughs> just because, you know, I found someone like-minded or someone who's interested in the type of things I'm doing and, and a conversation sparks and, and then it, it organically just grows. Organically. I think you, you, you said it, you nailed it. I think when it's organic, it, it's, it feels natural and things are moving on really, really fast. Yeah. Um, I have so many examples as well, meeting, meeting, well, like yourself, I guess, meeting people at the right time. Was it the right time? I don't know, but we met, we clicked and, yeah. um, and it's useful for your career and for yourself. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't like this expression, but you're a little bit of the jack of all trade in the sense that you I have am. so many hats. <laughs> I am. I'm a jack of all trades. It really is master of none. But you know, it, it I don't know. I don't you know. know. You do master quite a few of those. But uh, you know, so what would be in 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 all of the hats you're wearing? And yeah. it, have you had sort of networking or people you've met in your career that you think, yes, do you know when I met these people at this event that has sort of led on to so many beautiful things? Yeah, I mean, there's a uh, uh, there's a company and it's called. Um, they call themselves the Conversation, and they put the H-E-R in the conversation in capitals. Um, mm -hmm. I think they're on Instagram. I think they're called Women of Power UK or something like that. And they're always putting uh, together kind of female orientated events to mentor each other. Um, mm -hmm. And to so, you know, I would go if there's something that I want to learn about. Um, I'm always trying to increase my capacity on Instagram because I come from a very old school. I come from an old school of television where um, we filmed with a crew, you know, on location. I had a director and a producer and a runner and a sound man and a cameraman. And that's where my origins are from. But that's almost extinct now. Is it? Uh, well, it is for um, for the type of thing I'm doing. I, I, I'm not 
completely in favour to be doing another series on the, say, Discovery Channel. They want someone either younger or more diverse or something different. So when I realised that I wasn't going to be making another series for Discovery or ITV or things like that, that it wasn't going to, you know, it doesn't matter how hard I work for it. I was always not quite in the loop. Maybe times will change and I'll get back into the loop. I had to learn how to do it outside of that loop. So more on the on the kind of social platforms like Instagram yes. and things like that. So I'm and I really needed to learn about how to do it. So I started going to places and this was one of the places that I went to. And I went there initially to learn from them, got to know them and 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 are now giving quite a few talks, mentoring people who are younger than me and who are interested in nice. what I do. So it's a it's a give and take all the time, you know. So and that's what I like about it. It's a you know you 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 go and take something but you're just ready to give back as well so it's a sharing of knowledge yeah and it seems to be working so well for you you're doing extremely well as you mentioned on on social um i am free following you as i mentioned how are you what's the best um, so i guess you, with your hats is it your chef hat that you're using the most on social media actually it's it's changing slightly now so up until i'd say a couple of years ago it was all about food Mm -hmm. you know so much about food but now it's slowly twisting and I, i'm quite enjoying the twist that it's anti-aging it's going to longevity it's going to the new what it is to be a middle-aged woman now you know you know as opposed to what it was to be a middle-aged woman in our mother's generation it's taken such a huge leap Yes. From one generation to the next, that it's finding a way of fitting in. You know, no one wants to be mutton dressed as lamb, but I'm not going to dress like my mother did when she was my age because she dressed like an old lady and I'm, <laughs> I'm not ready for that. You know, it's, it's that kind of thing. So a lot of it's anti-aging and, and how to, but anti-aging, not just aesthetically, but also internally, how to keep yourself young inside and out. So I've been kind of doing a lot more holistic things like that. Um, and I'm finding that really fascinating because, you know, I've, I've been in food for in TV for 22 years. So it's been a long time and nice. it's quite nice to have something different to look at and to do. And also the market's growing. So, you know, if you're a 40 plus woman, you're interested in looking after yourself a little bit more than you might have been the last generation. So there's a huge, huge market desperate for knowledge and, and desperate to interact. So that's, that's been amazing. That's so good. And you're making all of your, so what's your, do you have a new audience? So is it the same audience who has been following you and is now learning new, new things about themselves? So from good food, they're now lis listening to their, to their body a bit more. Um, yeah. yeah. I think so. I think right. it all started, it started with the food and it started with Phil Hellens, people that loved everything Greek and Greek food and the Greek culture and, and things like that. Because I, I used to, to I did a, my degree in classical history. So I always like to try and tie things into, you know, the Greek classical history. So it all started with food and being Greek. Um, but I've definitely got a lot more followers and, and a, a bigger audience of women who are around my age, 40 plus women, Uh, who actually it's quite funny because it's 35 plus which I thought was quite young but who are interested in taking steps to you know live better I mean what the whole thing is is you want to live well and then die don't you that's and that's my philosophy live as best you can as healthy as you can I always want to be able to run up the stairs I always want to be able to do the things I love doing and then once I can't do those things hopefully I'll be gone you know I don't want to live and not live life and so that's what I'm about really is, helping women yeah. keep going yeah, well I, I love it um I'm I'm really inquisitive about this ice bucket that you have oh. in your house 
oh. Tonya, tell me much it's... more than that because I it's... see you once a month on this <clears throat> ice thing and I'm thinking, is she going crazy? <laughs> I, do you know, it is the most excruciating. I lie in bed in the morning and it, it ruins my wake up because I think, right, I've got to go in the ice bath now. I've got to go in the ice bath now. But it is the one of the most anti-aging things you can do mm. as a woman, as a man. It's incredible. It takes down all your inflammation. It is, it's fantastic for your skin. So I had a, an injury from skiing that I that I did, gosh, 15 years ago. And it's now started to come back and bug me a bit. And, um, I, you know, I'm not willing to take cortisone injections or have operations. I just I just don't want to do that. I want to take it holistically in my own hands to make myself better. So I'm, I'm trying to eat an anti-inflammatory way. But the best thing I can do, especially when I wake up stiff in the morning, is to go and sit in this ice bath for two and a half minutes really? <laughs> and it's there's a lot of swearing going on but it's what all the sports people do you, you know if you're you do it every day I'm doing it every day yeah oh, I mean wow. what, what I normally do well, before I used to do the ice bath is I would have a five minute cold shower um, and but now the water doesn't get cold enough to be effective because it's it's warm outside it works in the winter but it doesn't work in the summer so uh-huh. we um we actually looked into buying an ice bath and they were thousands and thousands of pounds to have an ice bath <laughs> so my husband inquired about doing an ice bath hack and so basically uh, one of the things that came up that is you, if you buy yourself a chest freezer you know like a proper freezer that you put your food in yes. a chest one and you fill it with water <laughs> and you put the freezer on overnight it takes it down to you know zero degrees Oh and gosh. so, and sometimes I've had to crack the top of the ice to get in. <laughs> it's insane. I mean, I, I understand that you you do have to be slightly insane to do it, and I am quietly slightly insane. But it's off the Wim Hof principles. There's a guy called Wim Hof who's known as the Ice Man, and he does a lot of breathing techniques as well. Yeah, and um, he's all about longevity and you know keeping your your body as mobile and as agile as it can be into its old age and um, he was the guy that kind of started getting us into it and it works I mean that two and a half minutes of of discomfort gives me a whole day of feeling invigorated so it does work but it is a hard one and the difference for me is you know, there's all this cryotherapy now that you can go to a cryotherapy yes. chamber yeah, yeah. and have cryotherapy. But that's 250, 300 pounds a pop. Yes. Mine's, mine's at the end of my garden in a freezer. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah, I think, you, I think you're preaching it the right way. For me, yeah. um, going to a spa just to, uh, to have this sort of pain injected or not injected, but, you know, to me for a couple of uh, minutes, I don't yeah. see the point. But I guess it's yeah. if you're in your, in your garden. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's exactly what's happening at the moment. Everything seems to be closed to us obviously we've been confined for the past two three god knows how many months we've been in now um i just feel we're getting a bit lazy everything is our doorstep i felt do we have to go to the office oh not sure you know yes i'm I'm organizing i've got a real gym uh class in my garden every day because i bought all the equipment you know we're getting completely (laughs) self-sufficient I, we are, but I, I miss I miss human contact so much. Yeah. I mean, I, and I you know I've got my husband and lots of children, so it's, it's not like I don't see people, but I miss I miss my girlfriends. Yes. I miss I miss female company. You know, I mean, it's very all very well zooming and seeing each other and speaking, but it's that you know let's catch up for a tea or a cocktail or something. I, I that's what I've missed most of all because I feel that um, 
female energy uh, is is with the with the right group of friends you just you just flourish from it you know it helps me grow it helps me think more so I cannot wait for this to be over mm. to to see my friends again and to to and or just to like you said to go networking to network with people and I think people will be um really open to to networking and seeing each other again and and helping so. each other up but i really do believe that's going to be the case once it'll, we're out of this thing i know it'll take a while there i was i was yeah. super optimistic a few weeks ago saying you know come on by july it's all going to be over we're going to be out there yeah um but it's i feel there's a real split in the population where yes. unfortunately lots of us out there are actually still really scared yes um, i mean but we've been frightened to death literally frightened i mean to death, exactly that and uh, it's so wrong and what it's done to to a lot of people's mental state i mean one of my girlfriends we were supposed to be going to uh, barcelona at the beginning of july mm -hmm. so it got cancelled uh, obviously and so we're rescheduling now for second week of september and one of my friends has said oh i don't think i'm going to travel this year i'm frightened of getting in an airplane yeah. and this is a really brilliant woman she's a brilliant woman in so many things but this constant drip drip dripping of fear has got to her psyche it's yep. it's got it's got to her and this is so so dangerous it's so this is dangerous. really dangerous and i think we'll see the effect of that in the next you know 12 six months 12 years two years yeah yeah i completely agree with you and that's i think actually when networking children my children important um pardon I, we're networking will be even more exactly. important then to get people coming back in. Exactly. Yeah. And what were you saying about children? No, I said for them as well, you know, not, not having any oh. contact. And, and, you know, when you see my five years old, he's going back to school two days a week and they're putting mm. marks on the floor for them to spend, uh, to be two hours away from each other's. Um, and, you know, what sort of damage does it do to a little child who doesn't really yeah. understand, who's been confined with their parents for, uh, for, for two, three months? Three I'm no psycho, yeah. you know, therapist, but I'm thinking, come on, there's surely there's a way to explain or do things differently with a five-year-old without freaking them out for the rest of their life of of this moment I, in I, time oh i feel it's not i feel it's completely unnecessary i think if you look at the statistics that happened in previous uh, viruses that we've had in 2015 there was a terrible flu yes. bug it killed 40,000 people yeah. and but in 1998 there was yes. another one and in the 60s there was another one there wasn't a lockdown then you know the unfortunate thing is we've got social media Absolutely. now and yeah. uh, and politicians and people are acting to the populist public not really what's the sensible logical well, the media, thing to the do the media have got a big part to play in, in this crisis this time i i'm frightened of the media now it's... whereas before it used to be somewhere where i got my news yeah. from and I, and I felt like it was on my side i really feel that the media is not on my side it's after sensationalism and fear and n no honesty or truth i mean i i you know i just don't believe what they say uh, media anymore. landscape and... is clearly clearly changing and i th and i'm hoping yeah. will i mean as a publicist myself obviously i know i know quite well but um but i'm hoping that will hoping things will change but unfortunately they put us in a really sad situation um yeah. and i keep on speaking to guests you've, you've got you know either they've been they are singles um yes midlife so 40s early 30s and they've been single for a long time but yeah three months without seeing anyone it's a really long time and the damage on their health has been it's, it's phenomenal um they are well they it's are seeking it's for help it's completely self-destroying so hopefully we can spread a positive message out there to yes. say, you know, we yes. are here, I mean, we want a network. 
we yeah, want to talk we, we to wanna, you. <laughs> exactly. We want to get out. We want to go. I mean, obviously, if you have health issues or you're very old or anything, then you isolate. But exactly. the rest of us should be getting on with life, yes. not being stuck at home and, and you know, letting our, our souls shrivel up because we're not getting any human nurture. Um, and I think that's really important. And I think that when when it's legal to be lifted i think we should all rush out there and do as much as possible i'm you know i just can't wait but it's difficult isn't it because on the one hand you've got people having crazy parties yes which again or you know these the protests that have been mm. going on which uh, do not make any sense to me at all no, i, I mean the whole thing is that's what confuses me so much you know there's people who are getting together more than you know six people and they're getting fined and then they've got a hundred thousand people know, marching same. and no one says anything no. so it doesn't make sense to me at all i do think that we should have a much faster lift up of this i understand that they had to try it they've tried it it's it, just stop now and let's get on let's get on and get out um, I like my son is 15. What is he supposed to be doing at 15 with his parents for three months? He should be out snogging girls in discos. You know, that's what he should be doing at 15. I bet he'll be catching up soon. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of joy that's missing, that interaction that's missing in, in our young ones. And, and like you said, friends who are 30 or 40 and they're single and they've, a lot of them have self-isolated. It's how do you do that and how do you get through? So I think we need to have lots of networking. Welcome back to the world. Come and say hello parties. We, that's what we'll that's need. That's the big plan. This is trying, you know, this is what, we, what we're planning. But the, the big question is when, when from, you know, we plan July, yeah. do we plan August, do we plan 2021. You know, most of our press trip have been cancelled until next year uh, with the PR agency. So not, no travel has been planned at all. So it's great that you're planning in September with why? your friend. But, no. um, but why? Why has it been cancelled till next? I don't agree with it. I'm getting on a plane as soon as I can. I, my tickets are booked to go and see my parents in, in July in Cyprus and, and stop off and see some other friends of mine in Athens. And I'm going. If I can get on a plane, I am there. Nothing is going to stop me. But from that's going. it. Is, can you get on the plane? You know, 30% only will fly this uh, flight uh, plan will only fly this summer. So there's there's one chance out of uh, a lot that your flight yeah. two days before you'll receive a little text saying, sorry, your flight has been cancelled. Yeah, and unfortunately, oh, that's the, that's the fear, you know. Trust me, yeah. we're planning as well to escape this uh, the situation, but it's a little bit tricky. Um, but let's let's remain super positive, as you said, yeah. like you. I really want to see it through the other side, and uh, like yourself, I'm someone who loves going out and meeting new people. Uh, what I found personally quite difficult is always to find the time, and like yourself, so I've got only three kids, not four, but still quite busy at home. I guess <laughs> still busy, <laughs> and they're young. Yours, yours are younger, and they're little, still little ones but um yeah. but they're growing fast as as you know but the uh the, the for me it's the challenges with the husband the family the work the business to run a few hats yeah. as well because i've got a few businesses and different things yeah. to manage where do you find the time how do you prioritize which networking event you want to attend Oh, I think you just initially, I think you just have to go with your gut and go with the thing that's going to make you feel happiness, happiest initially. So, you know, maybe not the best one for your work, maybe not at all, but it'll be the one that you feel that you're going to find some like minded people and have a nice evening. Because I think that's what we all need most of all is to go and find like minded people and just have a conversation outside of the bubble that you've been in the whole time. So that's how I would prioritize it. If I've got two events on the same day, one which I know is going to do my career a load of good, but 
but once, which I know is going to do my soul a lot of good. I'm going to the soul one. Okay. Okay. Because the career will catch up. I, you know, I really feel that, you know, work-wise it's going to happen or it's not going to happen. It's a, it's a very funny time um, for the type of work that I do um, because I don't tick a lot of the right boxes and um, a lot of the right boxes are being sought after at this moment. And I think I, I will have a period of waiting till my box is the one that they want to tick you know it's it's that kind of thing you know you have to fit into what and and it's a knee-jerk reaction a lot of the time the media is a knee-jerk reaction right now we're doing this because this is what's happening forget about whether it's the right thing to do or not they just kind of run with things don't they so I just have to take a deep breath and be patient and understand that my time to do the things I love doing and my favorite things to do are making television programs Mm will come round again because it's it's not going to be my time for a little while now, I believe. But you're still out there. You know, we've seen you on yeah, I'm Saturday always Kitchen recently. Yes, Sunday Kitchen, Sunday Brunch. Sunday Brunch, and, uh... <laughs> exactly. So and, you're, um, still, things, you're, yeah. still doing, uh, you're still doing sort of various uh, television programs here and there. Yeah, but they're not mine. They're not yours. It's, it's, there's a big difference between yes. um, kind of guesting on someone's show and having your own show. Uh, having your own show is, it is the best feeling in the world. It really is. Mm. It's, it's, um, it's so exciting and, 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 and heavily, heavily responsible. You know, you feel the responsibility on your shoulders to make sure it goes right because it's your show, your name that's on the show. But it's very exciting and it's what I love doing most. So I can't believe I'm, it's not going to happen again. I just have to bide my time and, never said and never. make it happen. Exactly. Listen, it's all about hard work and yeah. patience. Hard work and patience get you a long, long way. When I first started in this industry, um, I was a, a school teacher in Tottenham. Ah, that's go. how I and I, whilst I was a school teacher in Tottenham I was always uh, I was doing some supper clubs even you know and I was um, studying to be a nutritionist and I was you know I wrote a holistic pregnancy book and and from there I managed to get an interview on a channel called Channel Health who were doing things about um, pregnancy and I'd just written a pregnancy book so they called me in and I went from so I did these tv things I thought gosh now I want to make my own show now you know when I was what was it 22 years ago 23 years ago um it was unheard of of for an unknown to get a show off the ground in that in that way I got 200 rejections from production companies Mm. eventually I ended up going to one in Birmingham can you imagine (laughs) just because they sent it I got an email from they sent it back and I went and it was tenacity it was that feeling that I'm not giving up it's tenacity and it's not Mm. giving up on the first hurdle and you know and since then, I've not looked back. So it's, it's that attitude that I know I have to remind myself that I've got and go with it. And now more than ever, you know, and yeah. this is what you yeah. do through this podcast, through all your social media. You, you do yeah. keep networking and telling the world of what you want to do, what you aspire to. And, and you, yeah. you've known, you know how to adapt as well. Look, you know, your social media, as you said, going into um, mindfulness and looking at body and nutrition, which you didn't do over the past few years, but you're going mm-hmm. back into. So clearly yeah. there's a lot of things. You're very gifted. I have, I have oh, only good you. hope and good vibe to send you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> listen after this some project of ours has to come up we have to work together again there's just no way that it's we were always so close and yet not quite so let's make sure that that so close turns into fruition this is the time time. come on yeah you know I'm, i'm like yourself i think there's a there's a reason for things to happen in in the in a given time, if it doesn't yeah. happen, I don't give up. I just uh, I just proceed with different things and then I always go back to it. So don't worry, yeah. you'll hear from yeah. me again soon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, but thank you so much. There are all 
that's a wonderful advice. Um, and one last thing. So obviously, our our the people listening to this podcast have been um, either youngsters going into the industry in any sort mm -hmm. of industry. I've interviewed uh, author. I've interviewed uh, a doctor recently. I've interviewed people from the banking industry and so on and so on. Um, and I love finishing the the podcast on the, what would be your any advice about networking that you would like to share before we close to anybody starting in perhaps in your industry. So either TV produce, producing, I mean, you're doing so much. So where do I define into as a, as a TV presenter, as a chef, as a, mm. as a writer as well? Um, I, I think what it is, is to know what your uniqueness is. Okay. Because, you know, bear in mind that you are going into a, a very saturated market in whatever thing you're going to do in today's day and age, doesn't matter what you're going to be. It's saturated already. So what makes you unique? Why do you think that somebody would want to listen and watch you more than the next person and build upon that, build it up? You know, back in the day, um, and you can change it. You can be the one thing that gets you in and then you can change it. As I said, back in the day, it was all about Greek, being Greek and Greek food and everything to do with Greece and Cyprus and, and the Hellenic culture. Yes. Um, and that's what got me my footing because that's what made me unique in this in this part of the world that I was trying to get my um, footing into. Um, so just find something unique about you. You can't just be generic anymore. It's very difficult to be a generic presenter. You have to have a USP and you can change it once you're in. Um, like I have but you have to have something that is different something that's going to catch people's attention yeah um, and have a and that's that's quite hard to come up with so you need to spend some time focusing on, on what it is ah good advice good advice lots of work lots of hard work as well but thank yeah. you so much I really appreciate My your pleasure. time I love I know you're speaking busy. to you same and we will be in touch for whoever wants to get involved either get in touch with uh, in touch with me directly or Tonya Buxton on our social media and I'm sure she'll be delighted to speak with you directly thank Absolutely. you thanks thank again you. Tonya <laughs> thank you so much for listening to Connection Privé a podcast produced by Clementine Communication PR agency this episode was mixed and edited by Chris Osborne for more insightful interviews about networking and the power of human connection make sure to subscribe to Connection Privé on Spotify Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows And if you like what you hear, please leave a review in the Apple Podcast Store or tell a friend about us. I'm your host, Clémence de Crécy, and I hope to see you again soon. À bientôt!